And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to your favoriteest showist everest under the radar part of the Atlantic Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It is the middle of October, Halloween is in the air, and I'm here with my two best friends in the whole wide world, Mr. Ian Khan. Hello, my friends. Mr. Darren I feel honored. I didn't realize I was one of your two best friends. Uh, two of my best friends, I think I said. Oh. Yeah. Let's yeah. not parse words. You guys, fine. Uh, You're my two best friends. Who cares? There you go. <laughs> two of my best friends. Yeah. Actually, you guys are two of my best there friends. Go. I'm good with that. There you go. There you go. Right. Yeah. And I've got a little uh, uh, rhubarb going. You showed us that on video. That's a pint glass of the rhubarb phrase. Well, you know what I did? I did a little bit of rhubarb phrase, a lot of bit of ice, and then a good amount of water. No pineapple juice? So take... No, no pineapple juice. No, no, nothing like that. You'd no. be running low, the, huh? the rhubarb is The rhubarb is really, like, it's very thick. It's, like, syrupy. So, like, adding the water does the trick. I never thought of that. I just take it straight with some ice cubes. Yeah, it's nice, too. But I, but I wanted to have it for the whole show. And since we're doing a Nando Derek Ian after dark. Yes, that's right. I wanted to make sure that we had enough. Thank you, guys. I'm taking Wednesday off, and you were kind enough to move it to the night before for me. Mm. And it's breaking news. Ian's other podcast is back. Yes, I am. It, it is back. Patrick Murray and I, uh, Guardians of the Republic, we, we were just catching each other on the phone for like 45 minutes at a time and talking about, um, talking about what was going on. And then we would just go, we should have just taped that. And then uh, we got Justin Mason, who reached out to us and said, when is the show coming back? And so we, I called up Justin after reaching out to DVR, but then I called up Justin and said, hey, you know, you owe me. I mean, you're, you're the reason we're going to do it. And he, I said, you want to produce it? He said, absolutely. I'd be thrilled. So he's producing it for us. And uh, we're back. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I don't know how long we'll be back. It will not be a weekly show. It, it, it got to feel like work. And now it'll just be more yeah, fun. I mean, there's only four weeks until the election anyway, right? So... Why not do it weekly? You should be doing it daily. Yeah, there was a moment. There was actually a moment <laughs> over the weekend. I was like, man, we got to get back and talk about this. But it, it's good. You know, for the people who like listening to that show, it's fun. And for the people who like listening to this show, this show is well, fun. check it out. I listened to it. It was good. It's it's informative and smart. And uh, oh, thanks, it's man. not like thanks, it, yeah, it didn't seem like I mean, I think you can kind of tell which way Ian leans, uh, but it's not like in your face leaning one way or the other, which was nice. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And Patrick is the. I mean, look, I'm there. <sighs> Okay, look, you have, don't worry about it, man. You, it's, you know. No, no, he's the star of the show. I'm sort of just there partnered with him, yeah. really. I mean, he's the number one pollster in America. So having his insight is the key, I think, to why we it's worth having a show. And meanwhile, you, you get to do whatever. You, we got a rant coming today, maybe maybe two. Who knows? Nah, just and one, then just a bunch of uh, incoherent things next to numbers down here. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just messing with you. They're coherent. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, you know, I, I definitely have one thing that I want is to say. Is it number four, uh, Jason Collette? Because all it says is four, Jason Collette. Yeah, because, you know, our man Jason Collette, he's a very happy man right now. I mean, it, the dude is over the moon, 
And like, I, I don't remember the last time he's been this happy. He's healthy. He hasn't been. In the I was going to say it's about time he breaks months. an arm or something, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So like, he hasn't, he hasn't torn any ACLs or, or anything like this. He hasn't broken his arm and, uh, and his rays are dominating. So it's a, it's a good time to be Jason Collette. Uh, Ian, did you end up buying any of those tops now cards that kept sending you links? Well, I sent you one link at least. Listen, that picture did, was not, it, it just wasn't a good, I didn't like what they All took. Right. Fair enough. Because it wasn't even him swinging. It was like him being done with a swing. I didn't understand. Was that, that the Brousseau one that I sent you? Or was it the Giancarlo home run? It was the Giancarlo the, one. I didn't see the Brousseau I one. I sent you guys the Brousseau one. Did you? I don't know. I, I, don't, you know, I don't know what I do on an hour to hour basis these days. It was, it was, un, it, it's not, it's not fun. I mean, the Brousseau is just nasty. Anyway. 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 All right. So here's what we got. We got, we got an email. We got an email. You can keep sending them to us. Uh, fantasy pods at the athletic.com and throw, you can throw whatever you want in the subject line. If it's weird, they'll know it's coming to us. Um, so be weird, please. And also, uh, a lot of stuff. Uh, we've got to finish the challenge, the stats challenge. That was fun. I like yeah. That. I mean, we could do, I mean, we'll, here, so up to you, DVR, actually. You've been silent. Um, do you want to start with Ian's crazy stuff, or do you want to go with the uh, the stats challenge, or we can do both and kind of weave them in? It's uh, it's your call. Let's start with the stats challenge, Absolutely. and then there'll be a moment, probably organically, for the rant to <laughs> unfurl, quote unquote, organically. I don't even know if it's going to be a rant, man. It's just going to be a it's going to be a note. We'll be noting something. So it's yes. a three three tie. We left a three three tie after the. This is so round. exciting! I can't yeah. wait. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is um, fun. Yeah, DVR, massive comeback stage with the uh, three pitchers who had a K per nine above 10 and a ground out ratio above 150. So uh, 1.50 it was. So let's go into the hitters. I saved the hitters for today. I got six hitter questions. They're going to be very hard. Um, So get excited. Okay. All right. 13 players in this shortened 2020 season had 10 or more steals. Only one wasn't caught. Can you name that player? And I'll gladly mm. give clues, but if you guys just want to guess, you know, feel free. Ooh, God, I'm not even sure I could pick the 13. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird, it's a Motley crew. That picked over, that had over 10 steals, 13. Yes, there were 13 of them who had over 10 steals. There was one, I remember seeing it. And did he have 10 steals exactly? This player had 12 steals exactly. Okay. Zero caught stealings. Oh. In fact, I'll even do this. Last year, he had eight steals. Zero caught stealings. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I think I might have a, a guess on this one. Oh, man. I think I'm ready. All right. Go ahead. I mean, go ahead. Please shout it out. There's no, uh, this is not gentlemanly at all. All right. Is it Tim LaCastro? It is not Tim LaCastro. Golly. I don't know if he's ever been caught stealing a base. Uh, I can look that up. I have this wonderful box here that I can just put his name into. But I don't, maybe the numbers are flipped. He might not have got 10 this year, but he might have had 10 last year. Right. Tim LaCastro. Wow. 17 steals last year, zero caught stealings. Four the year before, zero. This year he had four zero caught stealings. I feel okay, like we can give you point five for that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have Already a guess. Is. Okay. Manuel Margot. It is not. Damn. Mm. Uh, I'll give you some hints. This guy plays in the National League. Okay. Center fielder. Uh, 27 years old. Second round draft picked in the 2011 MLB June Amateur Draft. I want to say, I'm going to throw another name out there. Yeah. Roman Quinn. It's Roman Quinn. Hey. Nice. Roman Quinn, 12 steals, zero caught stealings this year. Only hit 213 this year and last year. Um, I don't know if there's much more impressive 
to th- I mean, he's on the you, – really? Go ahead, please. This is, this is the reason we're bringing him up is to talk about him. Roman Quinn. Um, I owned him. I picked him up in a couple of leagues, in dynasty leagues, because he, he, if we think back to three, four years ago, you know, remember when Billy Hamilton was supposed to be like the game changer of all game changers? Yeah. And, and he just never turned into it. And then we've got Malik Smith this year and he was such a bomb. Right. And it was sort of like, who, who, who's going to be the next Billy Hamilton before it became clear that Billy Hamilton was useless. And Roman Quinn was always on that list. And then watching him play this year, here's what I saw. Girardi liked him. Girardi liked him. When Girardi had the opportunity to play him, he did play him. And then I think he had a concussion. Is that right? Like, did he get he, – he got some weird injury that kind of – no, it was a concussion because, like, he was supposed to be on the seven-day aisle, but then he ended up coming back sooner. It was either that or he was sick and they thought it was COVID. It was something like that. And he really was a really good fantasy player. Like, he, he was very, very valuable. In the Devil's Rejects League that I share with Wilson Caraman, there was a player that um, – He's he's one of the guys that we're considering keeping in our top twenty-eight. That's it. Uh, like as a like projecting him as a pinch-running source of steals. No, I think I mean projecting him as a as a starting center fielder for the Phillies and who can steal you forty bases in a full season. I mean, let me look this up here. So Roman Quinn. I mean, no, I think that number's right. I think you're. Yeah, I think you're right with the projection. I don't know if you're right about him starting in center field for the Phillies, though. Yeah, maybe not. But he's in 108 at-bats, he had 12 stolen bases. I mean, that's pretty remarkable if you look at that. I mean, that's, I mean yeah, there that's... were only 13 players who had 10 or more. He had 12. And he so had, he had, 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 had by 12, far yeah. the least number of at-bats. 33.6% K rate this year, though. That's How is his rough. defense, DVR? It's kind of just average defense, I think. And... The underlying numbers, like the stat cast numbers this year, weren't good. They were better in the past, so maybe that's a bit of an aberration. But he's always struck out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. 28.2% now over 450 big league plate appearances. 35 steals, though. And he has non-zero power. But, wow, that's a really deep league. So a category specialist could be rostered in a league like that. But he's he's been 20% below a league average hitter. All I know is that I remembered seeing him in the lineup in times when I went, oh, Girardi likes him. Right. You know what I mean? And Girardi's got those quirks. He had him with the Yankees, too. But then he had this one game where he just struck out six times. He was up six times on the 18th of September against the Toronto Blue Jays, and he he was up seven times. He walked once and struck out six times and stole a base all in one game. (laughs) (laughs) It was like the most trash great game ever. Man, he he runs, man. I mean, he runs like he's the kind of guy that you keep on a you can keep at the bottom of your roster. I don't know if you keep him based on this. I'm not sure I keep him as, as the 28th player because there's him or um, Cedric. Uh, what's his last name? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm so I'm like already out of practice here. Um, they were all it's off season, man. It's cool. It's like we're in tie dyes and you know just hanging out. Right. So Cedric yeah. Mullins. So Cedric Mullins is on the same team, right? So who would you guys keep as your 28th player? Right? Would you keep Cedric Mullins or would you keep Roman Quinn? I like Cedric Mullins. Yeah. I don't know what happened to Cedric Mullins last year. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, DVR. You probably had something much more insightful to say. (laughs) (laughs) Just I also like Mullins because you're getting power to go with speed. I think there's a little little bit less of a likelihood that he's buried on the bench as more of a specialist. I think there's at least a chance the Orioles give him a chance to play almost every day, if not every day. So I I think that's that's where I'm at. He's closer to a league average 
hitter based on what he was doing. And he's still running. He had seven stolen bases on 140 at bats. And Tim McLeod, hey there, boo boo. That's going to be, you know, how we have James (laughs) Anderson ding. Really? Yeah, Yeah, we understand that. But but because Tim McLeod is Yogi Bear. He is Yogi Bear. If you ever listen to his podcast, he's like, okay there, buddy. Oh, you know, and that's just how he is. So I always used to say that. And his partner, Rich Wilson, used to get really mad at me. Like, don't call him that. And I would say to Tim, do you mind when I call you that? He's like, no, I love it. I am. I'm kind of like Yogi Bear. So Tim McLeod, hey there, boo-boo. He was really hot on Cedric Mullins going into, I think it was 2019. And then he kind of just disappeared and did nothing. Remember, he like came up, he started, he hit like, you know, 120 for his first like 30 games and they sent him back down. Yeah, but he was doing that in the minors too. That was the weird part. What what was it like in the minors for him? I mean, did bad. Did he... I, I had him on yeah. teams and I remember like what the, like usually you go down and you hit at least like 272 with like, you know, 20 oh, home no runs, shit. but gotcha. I think he was he was like in one of those he's got to be hurt super slumps, but they lasted for like 2 years. Yeah, he was he was hitting 90 at 94 in 2019, literally 94.094 in 64 at bats yeah that's right and then he went down to the minors so in 2020 he was just like a you know he was just a a, a complete under the radar player like doesn't get more under the radar than that um but then look what he did and he had the job every day when once austin hayes went out cedric mullins came in it was uh pretty impressive i'm looking up his minor league stats now because i just want to make sure i'm not crazy so all right so mullins 2019 in norfolk 205 with five runs what about 2017 and 16 are you looking at this to bring it up, or are you actually? No, I'm asking. asking but you you had him up, so. All right. Uh, 2016, Delmarva, 14 home runs, 30 steals, 273 average. That's pretty good. 2017 in Bowie, 13 home runs, uh, 9 steals, 265 average. Oh, and then uh, 2018, 12 home runs, 21 steals, 289 average. All and right. he was young. He was, I mean, age differential on, on baseball reference, obviously. Age differential is like minus 2.2 years in 2017. Look, those Baltimore Orioles in that ballpark, I'm, I like Orioles hitters. Not pitchers, but hitters. I really like them. Yeah. It's the new Coors, man. Look at what uh, Dylan Bundy did when he got out of there. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Who's the next? John. Exactly. But how does John Means pull it off then? That's what every time John Means pitches, he was good. In 2019, he was ridiculous, like really good. And then he comes back in 2020 after injury. And every time I looked, I was like, wow, look at John Means. I did it again. Oh, my God, John Means. Look at that. Does he do soft contact? I I mean, I'm going to look up John Means for one second. I'm going to tell you. 43, I mean, no. I mean, his ERA was 4.53, but his whip was 0.98. 42 strikeouts and 43 innings. That's what I remember. He doesn't walk anybody hardly. He walked seven players in 43 innings. And that's what will hurt you there because if they hit solo home runs aren't going to kill you. Three solo home runs is only three runs. That's a quality start. Watching Manuel Manuel Margot hit a three-run home run yesterday off Lance McCullers after Jose Altuve made an error was fun. Are you Manny Mario? I'm sorry. That's such a clever segue. No, I don't want to segue. Tell us about Manny Margot. Manny Margot in 2017, 2018 was considered a top 60 dynasty asset, period, and just fell off the cliff in San Diego and just did nothing, nothing. And now he's just a, as good a player as you ever would have expected, ever would have wanted him to be. And, and watching him do this for the Rays is just fabulous to watch. It's really fun. And more, more fun is watching Jose Altuve struggle. Um, yeah, I mean, it, 
I, he reminds me of Chuck Knobloch, right? That's what. Yeah. Oh. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was my. Yeah. That's a, I mean, sorry. he really. Sorry, that's in the rundown. Sorry, everybody. Th- those are those. I was like, hey, that's a really wow. Look at yeah. Um, no, he did. What did you think, DBR? Did you see him? Did you see the yips yesterday? Yeah, I. <laughs> I don't really know if it's that level quite yet, but um, it's you know it's fun to watch the Astros fail at yes, this point. Absolutely. And now on to my rant. Fun to watch the Yankees fail. You've, t- you've is- done it. You're doing a heel turn, man. This is like when Hulk Hogan started wearing black. <laughs> so true. No, I got I got I got hit on Twitter. Some people like bad take Ian, really bad take, which I th- I find interesting when people say bad take. Isn't that just I disagree? I mean, isn't that kind of what it is? But you know, we talked about this on the show a few like three weeks ago when it happened. When Chapman threw 101 at Bruso's head and then followed in after him to as if to say, and I meant it. I'm watching Brousseau in the playoffs against Chapman, and the Yankee fan in me is going, strike him out. And the human in me is saying, take him deep. Because what would be more poetic than watching Chapman, who almost killed, oh, this I shouldn't say that, but, but has done other things in the past that have put people in danger in life, and then throw a ball at 101 miles an hour at a guy's head. Take him deep. Make him the loser that he is. Because Chapman now is a loser for the New York Yankees. One of the worst closers, period, that the Yankees have ever had. A loser. I mean, really? Two years in a row. Two years in a row gives up the home run that ends the season. And, and, and the feeling as you watch is that he's going to do that and then he does it. So watching Brousseau hit that home run, it was terrible because I had to say to my son who, you know, I'm sorry, we're not going to be watching any more games. And the reality is we didn't deserve to win that game. From my, this is my perspective. Anyone who wants to disagree, feel free to disagree. Fantasypods.theathletic.com. You, like like you act like a, like a freaking villain. You get what you deserve. And I, I just, honestly, I called Colette. And I was like, I know this is going to sound strange, but I'm not just happy for you. I'm, I, I called it one of my favorite moments in baseball history, which the next day I went, but it also sucks because now my, se- the, my team's season is over. But it was just so poetically appropriate. And um, it just – yeah, I was surprised me- you went that route. I, I was uh, – I think I said something on our group text about that. And uh, What, what did you like, think? Yeah, I agree. No, I agree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm actually – that's what I, that's what, like, as I was watching, I was going through the same thing. And yeah. I said, I said to your son, like, this is, this is what I want to see happen. So it was the exact same thing. No, because there's like, I didn't want to see him strike Brousseau out. I didn't want that because then like what he did, like worked for him. And this shows, look, I coach little league baseball, man. And I teach the kids is how you play the game is more important than whether you win or lose. And the way the Yankees played the game that day in September, when he threw at his head was crap. Didn't even and he didn't even get punished for it. He'll get punished for it in 2021, apparently. But I was on record at the time saying it was crap. And it's crap now and freaking appropriate. Get Chapman off the team. Who's Chapman off the team. Zach Britton. No, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, but DVR was right too because I, I was thinking watching Zach Britton pitch when I was somewhat complaining about paying a middle reliever, even though he's a, a setup guy, all that money. Britton's worth every penny. Adovino is not worth that money. Um, but I say trade Chapman, get him off the team. Don't, I have no interest. Best thing Chapman ever did for this team was get traded so he could get Glaber Torres. That's it. Nothing else has he done. What else has he done? Was that a one-for-one one trade? Yeah. Was I, it? 
I think so. I think it was just you get two months of Chapman for six years of Glaber Torres. Yeah, right. What a uh, trade. I'll, ta- I'll take a look at that on this baseball reference page. Yeah, so thanks. That's my rant. I don't know if it was a rant as much as a you know tip of the hat to the Rays. They're, they sure are a good baseball team. I, I love Kevin Cash. I think he's a great manager. And and that team's only going to get – here's the scary oh, that part. was not. That was a four for one. Do, oh, wait. Did they get – oh, what's his name? That Billy McKinney in that Billy trade McKinney, too? They got Adam yeah. Warren and they got Rashad Crawford. Okay. Yeah, but Billy McKinney – I mean, yeah, yes. But, yeah, no, I remember them getting McKinney and Warren. They got back who they had traded. So that was – but um, here's, the, here's, the, here's the, the scary part for AL East fans. The Rays are going to get better, not worse. Because Willie Adamas is getting better. Wander Franco is coming. Vidal Bruhan is coming. They've got pitchers coming. I mean, that team is, and they're smartly put together, you know. And, and the other thing I was going to say is that DBR was talking about it's, you know, it's money spent. But I, I wish the Yankees, I wish there was a salary cap. I wish the Yankees didn't have $250 million to spend. I don't think it's fair. So the fact that a team with a $70 million salary is beating a team with a $250 million salary, that should be noted. Freaking punk ass Chapman. You are going to have an off season of uh, just, just, I don't know. Like I can see just crying in a corner with a bunch of uh, roll this Chapman baseball cards smeared across your face. Me? No, no. Crying into your roll this Chapman jersey. Like you don't know which way to go right now. It's crazy. I I can. No, I love it. No, Chapman. I would never own a a Roldis Chapman jersey for for a minute. What's interesting is how Brian Cashman, who I think is a very good general manager, is going to handle this offseason. Like, where is he going to put his money? Is he going to re-sign Tanaka? If he is, what price? Paxton. Like, there's a lot of interesting stuff. But we have all of November and December to kind of look at that stuff. So I want to get back to the stats because I love this game. Are you sure you got like four or five more things on your list? No, 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 no. It's DBR was right. It just happens organically. Yeah, totally organically. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, okay, <laughs> point to Ian for Roman Quinn. Yes. Here's the next one. Ian leads 4-3. to three. Six players stole 10 bases and hit 10 home runs. Now, I didn't actually think through how to score this. Um, if you guys want to take turns guessing, I can give you points. We could do the Stump of Schwab way where you guess if you're wrong, the next guy gets a shot, like stuff like that. Um, or I can give you each three guesses. How many, how many do we want to guess? Well, there are six players, and I'll actually give a bonus point because someone missed it by just one steal. So I'll give you that as the bonus point. So there are seven players, really, you could name here. Okay. I've got one. Go ahead. Trey Turner. Trey Turner is correct. That's an Ian point. Uh, Trevor Story? Trevor Story is one. That's a DVR point. Dylan Moore. 
Dylan Moore is not one. Sorry, oh, what? that's one strike for Ian. Oh, he's only got eight he, stolen bases. He yeah, fell short. He's got yeah, eight home he's... runs, right? Eight home runs and 12 stolen bases. Dylan I, Moore? Why are you asking us, man? That was like your, that's like your adopted son. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, he was close, but not quite. Um, Ooh. I'm going to say Acuna. Ronald Acuna is not one of them. Ooh. Okay. Sorry, Just a little time. Starling Marte. Starling Marte is not. That's two strikes for Ian, one strike for DVR. Mm. You each have one correct. Um, I'll say Fernando Tatis Fernando Jr. Fernando Tatis Jr. is one of them. Congratulations, DVR. There are three players remaining and one bonus player remaining. Ian Khan. Thinking, thinking. Get yourself together, man. I can Try give you guys it. hints if you really need them, but yeah, I, I need. I could use a hint right I, now. Really I, I got one. I got one in but, the hopper. Uh, well, go ahead. If you can, you can, you can, you can win this out. Go ahead. Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez is one of them. That's ah, not even the one who I thought would be the obvious one yet. That's over. I'm, I, I'm calling it there. It's, go ahead, it's Ian, you got three more guesses, man. Just come on, think of like who are the best players in baseball. Uh, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is one of them. Thank you. Boom. It's not Mike Trout. I know that. It's not Mike Trout. Uh, DVR. One of these guys is on your OOTP team. And he's the reason I wrote this question. Ah, Will Myers. Not Will Myers. Sorry, Fred. Oh, hold on. This was an right. intentional. And then I'm going to take. The, I'm going to take the. I'm going to take a moment to get the guess. All right. Did Machado get to ten stolen bases? That would be insane if he did. I wait. Hold on. I'm not going to. He was, did run more than expected. he did run more than expected, but he didn't get to ten. It was not Manny Machado. No, so. it wasn't. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Center field. Tommy Pham. It's not going to be Tommy Pham. Oh, Trent Grisham. Trent Grisham. Yep. Ooh. How do you like that? That's a good one. You guys got them all. Congratulations. Well, I mean, there's the guy well, you just you missed. you kind of give a hint. You, the, you the, hinted on the this guy. All right, the guy. We, uh, okay, right, so people guy refer to him by person. possibly the most annoying nickname of all time. Uh, he wears a non-traditional number. Um, may or may not have been on Ian's OTP team. Uh, say Luis Robert. Yes. And I think he's going by Robert again now, but I'm not sure because no one's clear on this. But they, what do they call him, Luba? That's is it. That I, really I, every time I see that, I just want to reach through my computer and punch whoever's saying it. Yeah, that one's that's a pretty bad nickname. The worst sports nickname I can recall is the Muscle Hamster for Doug Martin in fantasy football. <laughs> I that love was that one. He, he I hated like that one. it so much too. He <laughs> came out and said he hated it. I'm like, I feel bad. This is not a good nickname, and he doesn't like it. And people kept calling him that anyway. That was yeah. that was I was still watching football back then. He was Tampa Bay Rays, right? <laughs> Doug Martin, Tampa Bay Rays? Buccaneers. I mean Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Yep. Nice. That's Good about job. I got out. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so let's talk Trent Grisham. Trent Grisham's uh, I find very interesting here. I did not expect him to be in this double double category. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what does this mean for him? Go, like going forward, is Trent Grisham? I mean, he's he's in company that would suggest that Trent Grisham is maybe going to be drafted in the top six rounds next year. In I remember DBR league, $12 DBR had a lot to say about Trent Grisham before the season. I had a lot of thoughts about him. So DBR, I didn't think he would hit for power going into San Diego because he's a left-handed hitter. I, I thought that was going to dry up the power. He'd be 15 to 20 homers at most over a full season. So 10 and 59 games was, was a surprise. He ran a ton. I didn't see him running that much. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I I think he's I, I think he's easily a top one hundred overall player going into twenty twenty one. There's no doubt about that. I don't know if we're gonna see a full season in twenty twenty one 
that makes him an obvious top 50 guy going into the following year, into 2022, if that makes sense. It does. So he didn't show you really anything uh, that would make you say, yeah. So, like, okay, let me put it this way. Is someone going to be out there next year championing him? As like you got that this was his breakout. You just didn't notice it because it was a short season. He, he like had all these peripherals. He's amazing. He was a ten ten guy. Like why aren't we all in love with him? Is that gonna yeah? Happen? I, Is there gonna be like that dude who's just like who's claiming himself as a Trent Grisham expert? I there probably will be. I, I think it's it's just hard to buy into the pull happy approach we saw leading to that much power over a full season. Ground ball rate's a little higher than we'd like to see. So hopefully it's the ball in the air more in the future. I feel like I'm picking nits because I kind of am. I mean, I, I think he's I think he's a very good player. And I hope people don't value him like an elite player because I don't think he's quite reached that level yet, even though that list is full of good company, right? I mean, Story, Tatis, Ramirez, Betts, Trey Turner, those guys are all first-rounders. Yeah. So Luis Robert, Robert could second round at least next year, right? Am I crazy? I think he was tracking that way at the beginning of the year, and then the plate skills sort of fell apart as the year went on. So I, I think he's going to be more of a third, fourth round guy. Is Grisham going to go? What do you think? In fourth, fifth round in like a fifteen team, or is he going to go earlier than that? Uh, not for me. He's not going that high. I mean, I he uh, I, to me that's that's about as high. That's going to be his height, at least for me. I won't. I won't be reaching into the sixth round for him. If he's there in the fifth or sixth round, I'm not going to go for him. Where was he on your uh, on your prospect list? Oh, I'm sorry, on, on, dynasty on your dynasty list? list. Yeah. Hold on. Where did I put him? Uh, I can find it. Man, take While second. you're looking that up, his ADP in the Mason mocks was 57.8. So nice. in a 15 team league, that makes him a late fourth rounder. Are we? Uh, are we all on this? Um, uh, San Diego's uh, better hitters park now. Or is that because the lineup is just amazing? Wasn't there something about they they knocked what they knocked? No, they brought in the wall, knocked something down, and it changed how it played. It's not bad for righties. It's still tough for lefties. One of the things that changed, a couple of things that changed, they put some high rises in in the last couple of years near the ballpark, so that changed some wind patterns. And the scoreboard, if you've ever noticed it, in left field there is huge. So that actually changed some of the breeze coming in from left field, which I think is why righties have had a lot more success there. Uh, but you still got to deal with the marine layer. That's still a concern, right? The air is pretty heavy. The ball doesn't carry as well, especially during night games. Ah, marine uh, I, layer, shh, marine layer, DVR. Oh, it's real. I know, I know. It, it's, it's, it, it is, it's wonderful, though. I, I, that's my favorite park to go to. I think there are parks that are better, nicer parks overall, but that's my favorite all-round experience because, I mean, you're in San Diego. You're surrounded by craft beer and get the ocean, great views from the park. What more could you want? I did these uh, rankings. Your best gal. Ended. You're around your best gal. <laughs> yeah. It's, bark, yeah, I got it's to bark at the park night. Right. Yeah. I, I could go there with my dog. There you go. I went there with my wife last time. We had a great time. Sorry. Ian, go I ahead. saw a walk-off Grand Slam. <laughs> like, How often do you see that? Slam, slam Diego. Um, so I had Trent Grisham last at it was August 25th, I think, is when it came out, like right right before the trade deadline. And I had Trent Grisham at 97 on my list. If he's going at 56 as a 23-year-old, 
he would have to be moved up into the top 40. And I'm not doing that personally. Because to be, to be a 23-year-old hitter going in the fourth round, I mean, he's got to be, I mean, you'd almost have to consider him in the top, yeah, top 40, like around where uh, Tim Anderson is at or, you know, Manny Machado. Because <laughs> I, almost he's dinged, got... I almost dinged when you said Tim Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's got so many, he's got so many um, years ahead of him. I just, you know, I, I, not for me, not for me. I, I, you know, there are guys who I just don't, who, who I like and guys who I don't like. And Trent Grisham is a great baseball player who's very helpful. But he did struggle. If you look at his last couple of weeks, he, he really did fall off quite a bit in his last, it was like a, a two-week period where he really did nothing. Um, I don't remember when it was, but I just remember because I owned him in one league in GDD. I traded for him uh, with uh, Glenn Colton and Rick Wolf, and uh, and he was very helpful for a while. I feel like you should howl when you say Rick Wolf. For Rick. Yeah. And Rick Wolf. Um, so I, I mean, I, I'll take a quick look at it for Trent Grisham. He was, I just want to look at his game log. Like it really, like there was a minute there where he just, it was like, yeah, all right, it's all falling off. And then he had like one great game um, in San Francisco at the end of the year, but he struggled. He struggled a little bit from the 15th till the end. Only one really good game. Um, but then he had like the, the hottest, he had some, some seriously hot games. So, you know, it's, uh, it's just not for me. He's just not for me. That's fair. That's fair. Um, all right. Uh, Actually, DVR, you want to hit up that, that email? We're talking Dynasty. I know that's a Dynasty-themed question. Um, and we can jump back into the game, or do you just want to say, screw it, and get right back into the game? Uh, let's take this question. Uh, right. It's from Jim, loyal listener to all of our athletic fantasy pods, so we appreciate that. And uh, Jim actually made a donation to the American Cancer Society campaign that I've been putting out there on Twitter. Wow. So Thanks, Jim. Two thumbs up for Jim for being awesome. And uh, his question was about Dynasty Leagues and basically going after sort of age 30 guys and older, like Michael Brantley, Carlos Santana, Andrew McCutcheon. He sent the question late in the year, and it was at a time when he was looking at the waiver wire, and somebody in his league had dropped Tommy Pham, and you know other players on the wire were guys like Pat Valeka, right? There's a big gap between Valeka types and, and Pham types, so... How much do you lean into older players getting undervalued in dynasty leagues, Ian? Is that a buying opportunity, both via trade in the off season, in season, and in more shallow dynasty leagues? I know you and I play in some leagues with like twenty teams in them, but in ten, twelve team dynasty leagues, older players that still have something left end up back in the draft pool sometimes. And you have to kind of choose between the old proven veteran versus the first rounders from the year before, right? The the young guys that you're going to try to stash away for the future. So, you know, what do you do with those older players that have nice projections but don't have that long-term value? It really depends, I think, on where your team is at and where, you know, what it is that you're looking for. So someone like Michael Brantley, if you have a choice between Michael Brantley or, um, like, Spencer Torkelson, you're, right. you really want to take Spencer Torkelson. I mean, if you have... I remember I made a trade in a dynasty league last year before the season. I traded two players for first round picks. I traded Jake Odorizzi for the eighth pick in the draft. And I traded uh, Fran Mil Reyes. Remember, I told you guys about this trade for the fourth pick in the draft. For the fourth pick in the draft, which ended up being uh, Rutschman. Um, So I, I, I say 
it's better, you're better suited really to get the, to, if you've got a prospect who's a top 40 prospect, 50 prospect that's available to you, you can flip that for a player that's even better than most of the guys that you're seeing here, in my opinion. Hmm. All right. Okay. Yeah. If you think about, yeah, what those young prospects normally get via trade, you're right. You would, you'd be better off as long as your league's active and trading right. too. There's some dynasty leagues out there where everyone's afraid of trading a prospect and uh, they, they'd overpay to get one, I guess. So that would be a, the ideal spot to do it. But I'm thinking about the guys in this year's class for a second. Yeah. Torkelson's going to be part of that group. How many top 40, top 50 type prospects do you think there are at the top of the board? in the early round of this year's dynasty drafts. I mean, um, I would say a few Austin Martin makes the list for sure. For me, um, Zach Veen would make the list. Max Mayer is in that. I'd rather have AC late ass ace at Asa Lacey. Do we want to call him? Um, I do like Zach Veen more than some, uh, there's always guys, you know, and then you've got like, I forget the guy's name, Kim coming over from Japan now for sure. Coming over, definitely going to be posted. Like I would take Kim over all, all levels of those guys. And he's going to be the third, fourth, fifth pick in the draft. If Suzuki also comes over from Japan, I would take him over all those other guys. So I, I, I really, I, I don't love taking veterans in that spot when there are good prospects available. I, I just let those guys fall. Because they're always available. And then you get to May or you know late May, and a team decides, oh, I'm not going to make it this year. Then all of a sudden, you're getting those guys for a fourth-round pick because they just want to rebuild. And that's when I would prefer to buy those guys. But that's just the way I do it. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash. Or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant. Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? 
The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Ian, have you ever thought about doing baseball cards? You know, I have baseball cards. I was a huge baseball card kid when I was younger, but I just, I don't know, man. I, it, I probably should. But I think I mean, it's it's you know it's it's a prospect game there now like you you get the limited edition shimmer card or whatever the right guy but it just seems like you're you're naming these names and I'm like oh that might be an interesting guy to Google later on eBay and just see what uh well I guess to search later on eBay but uh you know it just seems like something you might be good at if you're good at pinpointing these prospects and you know you could buy a say the guy's already twenty five bucks you know his Bowman first whatever uh you know, maybe it's 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 destined to go to you know sixty. I would agree. And I think Nick Gonzalez fits into that category too from the Pirates. Um, you know, what's interesting is joining. Uh, so I mentioned last week that I joined XFL with, with DVR and Steve Gardner is my partner. And one of the great things, it's another open universe league. So you can take anybody you want. <laughs> like if they're in, in the league, Steve Moyer was the original owner of, of the team that Steve Gardner and I have. And he took Bryce Harper as a 16 year old or 15 year old. All right. And, and now he's been on the team for the last like eleven years, so it it really is more fun. I really do. Was awesome. He, he I don't think he gets his props in the universe of fantasy and how good of a dude he was, and just how good he was, how smart he was. I don't know, man. These guys talk about him with the, yeah, they with do. The, with the, yeah, they love him. But they I mean, like you know, him. dude walking around the street should probably know who Steve Moyer is. D- tell him, man. Tell yeah, him. That's a, Steve Moyer, the man. Go read him about it. He, he was in Fantasyland. That's how I knew him. I like yeah, him. It's a great they, guy. they loved him. Everyone's like, you know, the team is that you are running now with Steve Gardner as Steve Moyer's team. You better know that. And I'm like, yep, yes, sir. I do know it. That's cool. That's <laughs> good. Yeah, that's cool. I'm glad yeah. it's in good hands. Uh, I hope so, yeah. Hope by, so. The way, by the way, uh, DVR's up. No, we're tied. I'm sorry, we're tied in this game. You guys Let's got all seven on that last one, which is very impressive. Very exciting. All right, I, I missed a couple though. To be to be totally straight, I did uh, miss a few. You know, it's feel it's a feel good show. The okay, world thanks, needs a little feel good show right now. We're gonna give those no points. Yeah. Absolutely, I'll take it. The, this one is gonna be hard, but it's a very interesting answer. The MLB leader in triples this season was. Hmm. I never think about triples. Um... I just equate it with speed, and that's why I find it kind of interesting. Because it's not a speed guy, is it? Um, it, it kind of is, but it's not someone who I thought of as a speed guy, I guess. I knew this. He just, like a I'll month give you this. Ago. He also just missed the 10-10 list. It's not Dylan Moore. <laughs> it's so not. It is Dylan Moore. Is it? No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some other stuff about this player. Had 58 at bats. I'm sorry, 58 games, 209 at bats. Um, 12 doubles, nine home runs. Eight steals, a 268 average, a 325 on base percentage, 836 OPS. Played in the American League. Hmm. hmm. Oh, well, it's not. I was going to say it was Mondesi, but he, you don't think of him as a speed guy, so it can't be Mondesi. Let me go deeper. I got I got a guess. Is it Kevin Biggio? It is not. It is not Kevin Biggio. It's Kevin, actually. Someone called him no, Kavan. <laughs> I like. That. I think it was. I think it, I think it would, before anyone had ever heard his name pronounced. We were talking about him on the old Rotowire XM show. I think it was Clay Link, and he said, "I'm kind of interested in Kavan Biggio." 
<laughs> I was just dying. I'm like, that can't be it. I don't know what it is, but that can't. That just can't be the pronunciation. Are you guys? Do you watch Cobra Kai? Do you guys watch Cobra Kai? I, I want to, and I haven't yet. I'll tell you, dude. The first season is the most amazing thing you'll ever see. Um, the second season is a very good follow up. You just get through the first couple episodes, but there's a dude who's who's in there who talks like I think Clay Link talks. Like I've only heard Clay Link a few times on the radio, but uh, I just I hear him and I'm like that that guy's that sounds Clay. Link. Anyway, back to the back. To Can this. you give me a division? Can I, I'll take a division. All right, American League that. West. Okay. I. I, I I'm going to make a guess, but this is not my final guess, but I'm going to say Kyle Tucker. Uh, you just want to keep guessing, or do you want to slam that one in? Uh, if I'm right on Kyle Tucker, I want to slam it in. If it's not, I want to second guess. <laughs> it I want to... is Kyle Tucker. Yes! What made you guess Kyle Tucker? Uh, because I have been, I've been really looking into him, and I remembered... Right, like right like, now when you Google it on your phone very quietly? No, swear. Swear, okay, swear, right, on, my right, right. swear on my kids. Right, right. I swear on my kids. I swear on my kids. I swear on my kids. Are you binged it? No, no, no. What I no, 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 no. I didn't. I really thought it through. And then when you said AL West, I was trying to. I was like, it's not the Angels. And then I said, and I remembered something about Tucker that I was surprised that he had all these triples. Uh, like, but it was like I don't think he had him for a while. Like, I think he just like he had him. Like, I remembered reading this sometime in early September that like he's got the most triples in the league. But let me double check that because it's worth a look. Hey, I'm I'm gonna claim full credit for that one. I'm feeling. I mean, that is very impressive because like I would, you could have given me a hundred guesses. I don't think I would have landed on Kyle Tucker without. A but clue. you also said six. All right, we only had six, but still, it's it's pretty good. I mean, it's two more than the next guy. Yeah. See, no, 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 no. I'm right. Like there was a run there. He didn't have any in September. He didn't have any in September. So it's even crazier. Yeah. So he had. It was all in August. It all happened. Yep. All all in August. Eleventh, he had one. Then it was the 19th he had two, and then the 20th he had one, and then the 25th and the 29th. DVR, so was, I bet your your rates and barrels doesn't do a game log of Kyle Tucker's triples. No, we have not done that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's a very good show. I just have to say it's a very, very good show. DVR, but yes, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about that. I feel really good about that. Uh, I mean, Ian and I will give $25 each to this cancer fundraiser if you somehow bring it up with Britt and Eno and actually get to read off all of Kyle Tucker's triple games. No. How about this? How about this? <laughs> all right. All right. You're I will right. give, give $25. Full, give the full 50. I'll give. <laughs> that's my job is to give away your money, not your yeah, job to well, give away my money. You scammed me into that league, so yeah, right. you owe me. We had fun, and it gave us. And remember what you said? You were like, "Oh, it's a good idea. We'll do it. It'll be good for content." And what was it? It, it was, was good for content. Yeah, I got a tax because dump it, that entry fee. Yeah, because it, it was all about it was all about the you know the second baseman from the Yankees. Um, but if you if ask that question, DVR and rates and barrels, and see if if anyone gets it. Um, and but I'm in for 25 bucks. That's not as much fun as him just randomly reading all the Kyle Tucker Tucker doubles from 2020. Yeah, it's triples, and uh, triples that wouldn't be fun. Yeah. It's an interesting question. All right, all right. I will put I will put that out there as a trivia question to them on the episode later tonight. So it'll go out tomorrow morning, and I will try. I don't know if I'll get to the game log. I'll try to get the game log in there too. You don't have to for me. Is it? And, and uh, how about this? If either of your co-hosts gets it right, I'll double my um, I'll double it. But you can't give him hints beyond. I, what? I will give zero hints. Zero hints. Okay. No, I mean, you're we're talking give him about American the playoffs. League. I didn't give him. So American based, 
I don't even think I have to do that, though, because in the context clues, we're talking about the two playoff games, so they should know that it's related to somebody on one of those four no, teams, right? That's, like that, that's uh, enough of a that. hint in and of itself. No, so. I think he kind of that makes it easier. No, I'm not feeling good about this at all. Yeah, <laughs> it's for charity, you guys. All Come right, on. Fair enough, fair enough. No. I, 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 all right, 25 also, bucks. Also, they're, they're both terrible at trivia. They're great people, but they're very bad at trivia. Yeah, those are his two best friends. Yeah, how about that, huh? Okay, no, this is well. fun. I'm feeling good. We've got to finish this tonight. We, we've got to finish this. So I want to. I'm feeling so good about this. So Ian's up by one. I'm so excited. Like I got three. Game. I got three more questions left. Do we have? Where are we on time? We're pretty good on time. Well, <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, we got some yeah, time. We got some time. We're okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So Ian's up by one. Number nine. Five players had a ground out air out above two. This season, five players had a ground out to air out ratio above two, which I, fi- I find very high. Um, what does that mean? It means that he, they grounded out twice, twice as, as much many as many ground outs as air outs. It's not the ground ball to fly ball ratio exactly because these are outs, but okay. uh, it was they were still like this number stood out. And one player in particular, I'm like, oh, that's very interesting. So go. <laughs> five players there were five players uh like you would assume that th- i don't even know if you would assume they're ground ball hitters i would assume you'd have to assume if they're making outs on the ground but um i'm gonna say dj lemayhew is one dj lemayhew is one I wow saw. Ian, man, you, this is you're really good at this man i don't know i just I, I was just thinking through and i was like i just see him he doesn't pop out much he doesn't fly out much a lot of ground outs dvr i'll uh i'll throw alex bregman out there alex bregman was not one of them i'm sorry Ian Kahn. Say Eric Hosmer. Eric Hosmer was not one of them. He used to be. That's usually a safe guess because yeah. I, I was going to go there next. I'm glad, <laughs> used to be. glad you beat me to that one because, oh, boy, a lot of ground ball. I, you know, the thing about ground balls, while well, I stall for a second, and I, I think the reason Bregman popped into my head is because he was hitting the crap out of the ball in game two. He went 0 for 5 with five hard-hit balls, but I think at least two of them were on the ground. Uh, so, you, you know, you can be like, – Hosmer had good exit velocity numbers and was hitting the ball on the ground too much. This year he actually put the ball in the air more and some good things happened for him. A question. Uh, but, wow, this is good. Um, how about – is there anybody good on this list? I mean, oh, DJ yeah, Mayhew's that's, that's why I was uh, very surprised. Well, DJ Mayhew I consider very good. He's good. Yeah, he's very good. Um, is there anybody else who's good? Yeah, 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 there's, yeah. there's one they, guy who's an absolute superstar on this list. 344 okay. ISO. Jeez. Okay. Um, I'll tell you. Makes I, sense, I go down the list, it? and I'll tell you what. There, there's a guy who is a budding superstar. I would say. There's a guy who is an absolute superstar. There's a guy who you definitely wouldn't expect. I mean, he's just kind of like whatever. All right. And there's a guy who uh, you could be like, oh yeah, I could see that. <laughs> Does that help narrow it down for you? Mookie Betts. Sure. Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is not the superstar we're looking for. This. Uh, was Yelich on there? I felt like he was no, pounding the ball Yelich, on the ground. You know, you know what? He's number nine. Okay. Yeah, he he's just seemed to hit more ground balls than usual this year. Going back to his old ways. That always used to be the Selfino thing against Yelich. Yeah, that was the problem for a while. Uh, no, I thought what, of a guy that wouldn't qualify. He didn't play enough. One guy on here got traded this season, and uh, the team that traded him away kind of hinted that he was selfish and not a good team player and was doing things for himself. Tommy Pham? Not Tommy Pham. Uh, one of these guys, I, I like. I could just—I'll tell you—he plays for Pittsburgh, and that might not even help you narrow it down. 
one of these guys had a lot of value because he had catcher eligibility. And oh, I Falefa. Uh, I'm gonna need this whole name. DVR jump in. Good call. All right, makes yeah, sense. Is that, Josh Bell the pirate? Josh Bell is not the pirate. Can, do you want to, I can. I mean, uh, this guy. Well, I guess he's, he's technically a DH this year. I don't know. Played a lot of DH this year, apparently, because that's his designation on MLB.com. Colin Moran. Thinking, yeah, Colin Moran. Colin Moran. Okay, that's we hit the ball pretty hard. So the two good players are still left. Yeah. You said there were five. We got three. There's a, there's a well, superstar and a budding superstar. Uh, well, the budding superstar I said was Isaiah Kiner for Leffa. That was the most misleading clue anyone's ever given in the history of No, wait a second. You don't think he's a budding superstar? I said a budding star. I'm sorry, a budding star. (laughs) No, but he's not even a budding star. He was a a budding, valuable... He was an extremely valuable fantasy baseball player in 2020, period. Absolutely, without question. But next year, he's, uh, you know, 15th round pick, 20th round pick, maybe? I don't know. I, uh, I no higher. He's not going to have catch but eligibility. I produces, but I think he produces well, a higher level than that. Maybe you're right. I mean, I'm not sure. He was good, maybe. man. He ran too. He yeah. ran. He did run, so that does matter. Um, By the way, this Cody Bellinger is not no. not Cody Bellinger. Uh, this is a National League player. Okay, um, thank you. That's helpful. At okay. This point. Uh, not a lot of letters in his entire name. If that helps. Um, not someone you would think. Joey of. Votto. I'm sorry. Joey Votto. Not Joey Votto. We're talking superstar here, DVR. I thought maybe it was a former superstar. Joey Votto had a couple of good weeks. Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman. Not Freddie Freeman. Freeman. We're talking about a guy who had 13 home runs, 14 doubles, hit 351 this season with a 1.185 OPS. Maybe that's why. Maybe he didn't Jeez. get a lot of outs. That could be. All right. A I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna answer because. Is it Marcelo Zuna? It is not. No. He struck out 28 times to 41 walks. I know the answer because I just saw it. So I'm not going to. How did you just uh, see it? Because I was looking at all the players, and then I went, "Oh, oh. it's him." And then I like, <laughs> so we are cheating. No, no, no. Oh. That, I, I just yeah, called. No, no, no. Sorry, no. I just. I don't know about no, that. stop. I just called myself out and said I'm going to recuse myself because I saw what the answer is. So I'm not going to do it. Because I didn't know you were going to look at averages. But it's a really cool answer. Really uh, cool answer. I don't, actually. actually, I think a bigger problem here is DVR. Like, you're not looking at a list of players, are you? No. Yeah. No, I've got And I didn't I've on Kyle Tucker, uh, but I've got a I'm game just, on. I, I'm, I'm calling. I've call, I, I, I'm clean with myself. Ian Kahn, the Houston Astros, under the radar. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow. Um, just give it up to him. Give it up to him. It's, he's Juan, such a good so, well, I'm also docking you four points uh, for cheating. That's fine. Uh, it sure. is Juan Soto. That, yeah, that makes it the walk. I know. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the three fifty one was what kind of. I was like, oh wait, it's Juan Soto. So no, yeah, that's why I had to call wow. myself out. It's amazing. And actually, I really like that stat. So who are the five players again? Uh, well, we haven't guessed the last one, but it's DJ LeMayhew, Isaiah mm-hmm. Kiner Falefa, Juan mm-hmm. Soto, Colin mm-hmm. Moran, and guy known for his steals. Marlins traded him away. They said, screw you, buddy. Oh, but VR. Jonathan VR. Wow. Yeah, not, not a team player. Not a team player. Would not have guessed that in a million years. There's a that's a guy who's not going to be on any of my teams next year is Jonathan VR. None because he's a knucklehead, right? You stole sixteen because, bases, Ian. I mean, like you can't like you know No, I get it. Look, he I paid twenty four dollars for him in GDD. Remember when we talked about it? And I was like, look, that was a purely mercenary play on my part. And I won steals in that league by twenty five. I played it terribly. Because I won steals by so many that was it was foolish. But I'm trying to figure out this Colin Moran thing. Like, what? It doesn't make any sense. 
is the one thing that I mean. Really, I thought that was just kind of like the guy, like, all right, uh, Colin Moran, sure, and then move on. It's like it's really because Soto and Lemayhu are two of the best bat to ball players there are. Period. Right. I mean, we agree with that. Yeah. And Moran does not fit into that category. VR does not fit into that category for me. And then kind of for Leifa, I think we got to look a little closer. I mean, dude, freaking, well, how much did you spend on him? Uh, Nando and Fab in one league, like 750 bucks and something. Yeah, I went nuts. It was in the uh, TGBFI. TGFBI, Whatever. yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. But he had eight stolen bases and five caught stealings. Isaiah kind of for Leifa. 280 average, 329 WP, three home runs. Yeah, I mean. Budding star. Eight stolen bases, five caught stealings. Those three home runs, that could be 14 next year, yeah. Could be. He's only yeah. 25. He'll also have third base eligibility and shortstop eligibility for sure. I thought you would have liked the idea that he, like, like the reason he was so good, like, you read about how he's hammering the ball in the second spring training and he went back to Hawaii mm-hmm. and did these crazy, like, he was just, like, locked in and tried to become a better hitter with the time off. That's an Ian Khan guy, if I've ever heard of one. Yeah, can I bring up one other thing? I, look, Isaiah Kiner Falefa, you were on him a lot more than either DVR and I, and you were you were right. Probably and this it, guy who and it did help me. Homers, you know, like for, um, you know. Oh, so they just came out and said that it was going to be ten games for position eligibility in CBS next year. Did you see that? Seems a little high. It seems I, I don't, and that's the same thing in XFL. I don't understand why would they do that? Why would it not be seven? Or eight, you know? I don't know. I don't ask, know you know, why you can, be... We can ask Scott White. He'll let us know. I think he has a role in the decision-making there. Well, he, that's how he it was when posted we posted a tweet about it. Back in the day. He tweeted about it, and he, he said, that's what we decided, and that's what we're going with, and it seems like people want it to be that, and but that's not why we chose to do it. But I was just sort of like, huh? I don't get that. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, we, we it was 60 games, 162. Do the math. That's seven. Or if you want to round up, it's eight. But what's the end game? I guess are they going to be leaning on the end game, or are they going to just keep that the same? I'm sorry, in season, in season. I think they'll probably keep the in season the same. I think it's five in CBS. I'm not sure. I just don't know. I mean, how do you feel about this, guys? Like, what would you if you were you know emperor of the fantasy baseball world? What would you choose? No, no, I don't really care, man. Okay, no, I'm not saying that to blow you off. I'm saying like, I just give me the rules and let's play. Like, I'm I'm okay. Yeah, I I do care a little bit. So, DVR, what would you what would you go with? I'd just say it's five. I mean, why? We're talking about a shortened season. If five is enough to qualify at a new position in season, why isn't five enough to qualify from a sixty-game season? Mm-hmm. I agree. I think if you're, I think if you're gonna, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna not go with the math, I would go less, not more. Right. I would say five should be the cutoff this year, and I could see lowering it from twenty to fifteen or from twenty to ten in future full seasons when we're looking back for eligibility. Oh, you just want to make it, you want to change it full time. Yeah. I think it should be a little bit lower than 20 going forward because of the way the game's played now. Guys move around quite a bit more than they used to. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know if I agree with that. I like the 20. Yeah, DVR, you Overall. Suck, <laughs> <laughs> I like One the 20. Star. I just don't like the what, what looks at what now is 25 or 24. I don't like Derek's opinion about position eligibility. One star. <laughs> One star. <laughs> That's true. Bad take. No, it's interesting. Somebody, bad take. bad take. They wrote Ian, bad take. And I think, I guess what I, you know, now I'm rethinking this. So when I first read that, I was like, oh, come on, man. Like, you know, it's just my opinion. But I guess what it means when they say bad take here is that typically they like my takes, but this one, not so much. It's term of like endearment. Most of you're smart, but this time you're kind of dumb. 
And I just want to let you know that you're kind of dumb on this one. Is that what the, is that what bad take means? Sure. All right, we'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'd like to see you get into a Twitter fight with Scott White. So if we could make that happen, oh, man. I'll, no, I'll, no. I'll get I'll rile you both up. No, no, there'll be no fighting with Scott White. There's no fighting on Twitter. There's no upside to that. There's no upside to an argument on Twitter ever, Fair. like ever. I got into one. I think I got into one with a buddy of ours and erased it within like eight minutes. I was like, I got to get rid of this before anybody else sees it. Because who cares? I'll tell you off air. Ah, uh, come on, man. We're all friends here. Everyone listens. It's off season. They're our friends. No. All right, fine. No, no. <laughs> okay. Definitely not. I'll tell you. I'll I, tell DVR. I'll remind you because I called you and told you that it was happening. I'm and joking. you're like, oh, dude. I'm joking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Do we, we got any we more got, of those questions left? We got two more questions some... left. They're both very hard. Um, Should we save them for two weeks from now when we come back? I don't know. They're just two left. I mean, you've already been disqualified. So this is more like an exhibition match now. That's <laughs> so mean. <laughs> it's so mean. It's so awful. Well, okay. I mean, you're looking at player names. No, dude. No, I wasn't. That's the point. It was at that time. Oh, right. I'm I sorry. Saw... The, the ticker that goes through your uh, home office was just flashing Juan Soto's home run. No, 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 no. I am so, I am so <laughs> you proud David of myself Busters? about Kyle Tucker. I am so proud about Kyle Tucker. Like, you can say whatever you want. I'm feeling so great that I got the Kyle Tucker answer well, right. That's it going into the record books with an asterisk. There you go. You, you got it just in time, too. I was just starting to think about Tucker with the hint, and you jumped all over it. Are you serious? I was. I had him in a couple places, just a few. Yeah. You might recall, I like Kyle Tucker. You do. That's true. Yeah. I traded for Kyle Tucker in my league with DVR, and I'm going to own him for the next four years. Trade him back. With Thomas, with Thomas, with, with Dr. Thomas Scott, the official pediatrician of... Which I actually used for the first time. I called him up. I was like, "I have a question." He was like, "I'm right there for you, buddy." It was nice. It was great. He's a nice guy. He was great. He's a great guy. Uh, okay, so we can do these last two. I mean, they're going to take a little while to guess. I think, unless I can whittle down hints for you. And we're going to need them then, apparently. Uh, all right. Well, there's a catcher in the top ten of exit velocity overall. There was a catcher in there. Uh, I believe the minimum was fifty plate appearances. Um, I don't know, fifty games would have been kind of wild, but let's just say fifty plate appearances for the sake of whatever. Yeah, fifty at bats. I have, two, um, I have two guesses off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, I got one. Okay, go. Sal Perez? No. All right, that's not where I was going. I've got two. Uh, Travis Darno? No. And Aaron Nola? No. This, yeah. I'm telling you guys, this one, this is a hard one. I'm, I, it's mind-blowing to me. Um, so I'll give you this. National Martin League. Martin Maldonado. No, oh, National oh. League. Um, National League. I don't even know like how to give you any more hits, will though. smith will smith not will smith this guy hit 217 with one home run in 69 at bats this year that's weird and oh. finished in the top 10 of exit velocity what yeah overall leaderboard of exit velocity hmm this is a catcher a backup catcher i don't know what you'd call him man split time backup i we, why, why do we need titles uh is it jan gomes it is not Ooh, he had a better average than that is it alejandro kirk Oh wait, hold on. Now hold on. This message board is totally different. This board is totally different now. I was going back to look at something, and he's gone. Uh-oh. That is sad. It's been messed up. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> you are disqualified. I've disqualified myself. I get my four points. It was such back. a smooth edit until now. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, I mean, hey, let's keep going. We messed this up, but the answer was Tyler Flowers. But he's gone now. Oh, all right. That's weird. Well, I thought it was very weird, but I like I, I went back to the. Exit velocity and barrels leaderboard on Statcast, and uh, actually Travis Darno is in there with ninety three point four. But no, oh, that's interesting. All right. So I was right with my first guess. Yeah, I guess you were right. It won't count, of course. But uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> sounds good. How strange! 
2020 regular season MLB Statcast. Weird. All right, I'm gonna okay, have what's to, next? No, hold on. I gotta figure out what's it's going all on. Plays. You guys talk about Bruce Dork Gretterall. I'll be right back. Yeah, why doesn't he strike more guys out? Yeah, he sucks, right? Well, I think he just doesn't have much movement. And he, he made Manny Machado really mad. It's weird. Like sometimes he has movement and then sometimes he doesn't. If you look at the overall numbers, like compared to other fastballs, he doesn't have a lot of movement, relatively speaking. So it's it's just it's a total puzzle to throw that hard and to not miss more bats. That's not 95 with no movement. That's like 101 with not enough movement. Average exit velocity, 2020 batters. Minimum plate appearance, 50. Tyler Flowers is 10th with 93. This is on baseball savant at MLB.com. Oh, I see what happened here. Travis Darno is also number six. All right, anyway, let's move along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I right. thought it was interesting that Tyler Flowers had such a terrible stat line, but I mean, was still top 10 in Major League Baseball in exit velocity. That's all. I mean, everyone talks a lot about exit velocity. I'm not sure it's the end-all, be-all of things. And I think Tyler Flowers being in the top 10 kind of shows that with his one home run. All right, last one. And I'm answering a Little League home run derby question while we're doing this because the gentleman is very frustrated with me that I have not gotten back to him. So I'm writing, so sorry, big work day, doing baseball pod now. We'll have an answer. <laughs> we'll have an answer within 15 minutes. Wait, can okay, we decide? Okay. What's the question? Can DVR and I <laughs> decide the answer for you? Uh, it's fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I will, I will respond. DVR, what do you think What is the little league home run derby? What could there possibly be an issue with? Uh, he just needs names of the players. Oh, so uh, I that's will... boring. I thought it was drama. All right. Six players no, no. <laughs> saw 1100 or more pitches in 2020. One of these names, again, very interesting. Um, let's go. Six players. DJ saw LeMahieu. 11. No, that was not DJ LeMahieu was not on that list. Okay. I'll tell you what, a couple of these names were already mentioned in this show. Tatis? Trey Turner. No Trey Turner. Uh, no Tatis. There were, oh, this is an interesting one. I didn't notice this until just now. How about Trout? No Mike Trout. There really? Are... Mookie Betts. Three guys from one team on here. Oh, okay. Jose Ramirez? Mookie Betts. Jose Ramirez is one of them. Um, on that same team? Francisco I'm Lindor? Tell you. I'm not, come on, I'm not going to give it away. Francisco Lindor is one of them. He plays a ton. Okay. That's, that's the, and Carlos Santana. Carlos Santana is the third. Yeah, those guys, they all play a lot. Marcus Simeon? Marcus Simeon is not one of them. I'll tell you, we have said two of these names already in the show. Hmm. Will Myers. Will Myers Freddie not Freeman. One. Freddie Freeman is not Freddie one Freeman. of them. Acuna. Acuna is not one of them. Juan Soto. Juan Soto is not one of them. Yeah, it wouldn't be because he was injured. One of the guys that we said uh, has the same first and last initial. Mm. And I guess his name could be considered very futuristic. Um, one of these guys has a hard-to-pronounce last name. Actually, that's not true at all. I just <laughs> mess it up a lot. And one of these guys has a somewhat hard-to-pronounce first name that we've learned on today's show. <sighs> Kevin Biggio. Yes. Okay, that's the one who I thought was kind of weird. He walks a lot, though. So, yeah, I could see him being a guy that just works the count a lot. But to have the to see the fourth most pitches, played a ton too, though, right? Yeah, played a like patient like patient guys that play every single day is sort of the the type. Well, how about this DVR? Is that predictive or descriptive? Does it say that Kevin Kevin Biggio Kevin <laughs> Biggio is uh, an elite company like amongst with these names of just taking a ton of pitches at this young of an age? Um, I mean, we talk about Bo Bichette, we talk about Vlad Jr. We don't really spend a lot of time on Biggio. He's a little um, overshadowed. Yeah. But, I mean, he's he's in this company of three guys you've guessed and then two people who you haven't who are below him. I think it's descriptive. 
All right. I'd like to say predictive. <laughs> a fight for a future day. Yeah. Yeah, we're almost out of time here. Yeah. I'm stumped on the other ones, even though we've already said the names, apparently. I'm surprised Trey Turner's not one of them. Well, one of these is a name that you haven't said yet. One is a Los Angeles Dodger. The other one is a Milwaukee Brewer. Corey Seager. No. Christian Yelich. Yes. Oh, Yelich sees a lot of pitches, follows a lot of pitches off, too. I'll just tell you the last one, because we got to finish the show. It's Max Muncy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah Muncy. That's a nice one. That's a good one. Yeah. And Bryce Harper did not make that list? Bryce Harper did not make that list. Huh, interesting. Uh, I can go consult the leaderboard and see... But I don't even remember where I found that one. So you guys are on your own. Kudos to Ian. He got the win. Ian did not get the win. Ian's been suspended for two years from this game. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> I, I take the loss. DVR gets the win. The cheating scandal that rocked under the radar. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> made, made the Astros, Yankees, and Red Sox all call it on themselves in the exact same way. Yeah. Uh, that's how it should be done. That's how you do it. All right, that's the show. We gots to go. We've gone over the hour, and DVR's got other stuff to do and better shows. For the man who may or may not have uh, just raised an extra $50 for cancer research. It's not my fault that the Jets released Le'Veon Bell at 9 o'clock on a Tuesday. It's pretty crazy, right? Jerks. For the man who's stirring the pot with a Little League home run derby, we cannot wait to hear off-air what this is all about. Ian Cobb. Le'Veon Bell plays for the Jets now? (laughs) Winnipeg Jets. Congratulations. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back with more Under the Radar, the Halloween edition, next week. Bye. No, two weeks. Two weeks. Good talk. Good talk. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.